Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. I'm thankful that you guys are here one more time online on um, Facebook, YouTube, or the podcast. Um, I'm just thankful that you guys are here in this space that we can share the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, in the next few weeks, we will have more guests coming on. Sister Cameron is coming on. And we will also give food to the homeless on the 27th, I believe, last month. We missed it because of weather. But this month, we're going to go forward and share uh, and minister to other people. But before we get into the word of God, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come thank you for another opportunity to come together to read and to study your word. Heavenly Father, we ask you to watch over us and keep us and bless those who are sick, those who are shut in, those who have no family, those who are depressed. Lord, we ask you to Bless us indeed and enlarge our territories. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, today we're going to talk about reset, reconnect. This is part three. And reset means resetting back to God's word. Reconnect. Reconnect means to reconnecting to God, to the church, and to the community. Reset means to start over, to be renewed, to be refreshed. And last week, we talked about what a disciple should do. And so today's goal, my goal is to discuss how we can make, we can develop disciples. That's the main question today. We're going to answer that. How are we going to make disciples? Now, the question, remember from last week, we talked about what should a disciple of Jesus Christ do? Um, we're called to share the gospel, to continue in the faith, and to warn people. But now, after the altar call, after you catch the fish, after you go to, to your personal Galilee as Jesus did, uh, after they, after you seek God and, and they come forward by faith, what's next? This week, we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about that. And remember our anchoring text, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. According to the text, to our anchor text, what uh, should a disciple of Jesus Christ do? And that is to go and to make. The question is, but how? How we can do that? So today we're going to push uh, uh, this discussion by answering the question, how? This is for everyone. This is not just for preachers or teachers, or deacons or church mothers. This, this concept of how is for everybody, for every uh, believer in Jesus Christ. The Bible says to go and to make. Remember last week we talked about that in Matthew chapter 4, verse 23. And Jesus went into Galilee, to his personal Galilee, and preached. This week we're going to look closely at a biblical example of how we are to develop disciples. Remember last week, I challenged you guys to go and read First Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. Let's look into the word of God to see how. And it says this, First Samuel chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. It says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not only not many visions, but one night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. 
The lamp of God had not gone yet gone out, but Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of, of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Now, in the text, who was at the tabernacle? It was Eli and Samuel. What were they doing? They was ministering before the Lord together. And where did they minister? They ministered at the tabernacle. The question is, what is a tabernacle? What is a tabernacle? What is that? Let's look at the previous chapter. First Samuel chapter 2. At the tabernacle, they had an altar for burnt offerings, the curtains, the wood, the veil, the coverings, even the Ark of the Covenant. Remember, everything in the tabernacle was symbolic of Christ. But that's another Bible study another day. Okay? <clears throat> but in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 18, little Samuel was dressed and ready. Even if Eli's own sons weren't ready, Samuel was ready. Matter of fact, if we look closely at chapter 2, 1 Samuel chapter 2, Eli tried to disciple his own children, but that didn't work out. They were disrespectful and disobedient. Let me encourage you, just because the people in your area, the people we originally wanted to come to Christ, may not follow. But don't, that doesn't mean you fail. It doesn't make you a failure. Just because your family or friends don't become disciples of Christ doesn't make you um, uncalled for this or make you feel like you're less than. Look around you. You may have little Samuels close by. Who is your Samuel? <clears throat> and now if we look at First Samuel chapter 2, verse 19, who dressed him? Who prepared him for this moment? His mother. Young parents, even parents, grandparents, um, bring your child to church. Bring them to a church that is preaching and teaching the word. Even as if, even if that is all you can do, I believe there are a few Eli's in the church ready for them. Now, keep in mind the temple was not built yet, and the word of the Lord was rare. What does the Bible mean by when it says the word of the Lord is rare? And based on scripture, why do you think it was rare? And the thing is, and I, I think if it was rare, why did they continue to worship? So this shows that our situation may not be perfect, but we serve and worship a perfect God. Even though he may not speak to us in the moment, even though he may not answer our prayers Instantly, he is still there. We he is constant. We have to be constant in our worship. So so the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. So the question is, how can we develop disciples for Jesus Christ? We develop disciples by being a godly or a good example. I heard one um, mother church say, live the life. Yeah. In, in your opinion, what is, you can tell, you can type it, Facebook it, or whatever. What is providing a godly or good example? The text focus on Samuel and Eli. When we think of developing disciples, we think of one 
and many. Today, uh, developing disciples, we think of a large class or group. Most of the time, discipleship is one person with a few people. For example, Moses and Joshua, Paul and Timothy, Jesus and the big three. That's Peter, James, and John. So in this text, it was just two of them, Samuel and Eli. So what are they doing? They minister. How did they minister? I'll get back to that. How did they minister? And see, in order for them to minister, chapter 3, verse 1, uh, for them to minister before the Lord together, Eli, Eli had to show them. He had to show them. He had to show Sammy how it was done. It's true that Sammy was dressed already, but Eli had to show Sammy how to worship God in spirit and in truth in that situation. Today, in order, uh, today we, in order to develop disciples for Christ, we have to show them. We just can't tell them. We can't just say, Google it or look on YouTube for somebody. We are to be we are the house of God. We are supposed to be there to be ready to show and prove. Think about that. Everything can't just be a quick shout and a quick amen or whatever. Sometimes we have to stand next to that young person or next to that young believer and show them how it is done. Now, we provide. I'm sorry. We provide a godly a good example by ministering before the Lord, the Lord's people. I'm, um, I'm going ahead of myself. Let me slow down really quick. Um, let's look at Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse 11. My sons, do not be neg negligent now, for the Lord has chosen you to stand before him and serve him to minister before him and burn incense. Burning incense represents prayers. We have to have a praying life. We have to have a life uh, that, 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 that that permeates uh, with the concept of prayer. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 1 through 3, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord Double for all our sins, and voices calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. We um provide a good example. We have to prepare the way. We can we have to remove stumbling blocks. We have to remove as we're we have been down the road to Christ, other people have not. So they but these obstacles, these uh, you know, we have to get that. That those stones and those glass and stuff out the way so they can walk uh, to Jesus Christ. You see those street sweepers all the time, you know. Well, you may not see them all the time because they happen like late at night or early in the morning, but they're clearing their way, clearing the roadway to their to the to the public's destination. We as seasoned uh saints or those who've been in, in Christ, we have to be able to move things out of the way, right? Make make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 4 says, I will place shepherds over them who will tend to tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. 
You can, I'm going to challenge you to read Ezekiel chapter 44, verse 3. And then there's another example. John chapter 21, verse 15 through 17. It's New Testament. When they had finished eating, Jesus said, Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He replied, yeah, yeah, yes, Lord. You know I love you. Jesus replied, Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because he asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. They ministered. We develop disciples of Jesus Christ by being a godly or good example. Okay. Why does it matter if we're a good example? That's a good question. When they came, we must be careful and make them better and not worse. Matthew chapter 23, verse 15 says, what are you teachers of the law of Pharisees? You hypocrites, you travel all over the land and see the wind, a single convert. When you have succeeded, you make them twice as much as a child of hell as you are. We have to be careful as to how we are handling uh, the, the children of God. We, we can't put all these rules and regulations and all these things, these stumbling blocks, and then they end up worse than us. Uh, the reason why the, the the body of Christ is in such a disarray is because people were not pointing people towards Jesus. They was pointing them towards uh, being members of the church, being in the choir. All those things are wonderful. But what happens is you're compounding all this and you're going everywhere to all these conferences. But then what happens is they, they're not they have not laid hold of Christ. They got a hold of the pastor. They got a hold of, say, a certain ministry or whatever, but they have not laid their heart on Christ. They have not tasted and seen that the Lord is good, right? Now, I challenge you to read Romans chapter 16, verse 17 through 18, verse, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, chapter 12, verse 20, and James chapter 4, verse uh, 11 through 12. We are we are to show them what devotion looks like. Okay? We are to show them what devotion looks like. Show them what fervent prayer is. Show them patience. Show them how to love. In chapter 3, verse 1, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, what is the issue or the problem in the text? The word was rare. What should you do when the word is rare? When you will get nothing from God, even though the word is rare, they're still at the tabernacle ministry. I mentioned that before. Even though there was no vision, they were at the tabernacle worshiping. Even though God was silent, they were still worshiping. Even when we don't hear anything, we are to stay with God, stay in his word, keep worshiping, keep reading, keep studying. We develop disciples by being a godly or a good example. And think about First Samuel chapter three, verse sixty-eight. We 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 um, the next thing is we provide we provide a godly good example by ministering to the Lord's people. 
Let's look through those scriptures there. That's what's the problem it takes. Now, we develop disciples by providing a godly or a sound answer. We know that Mama uh, brought Samuel and Eli taught Samuel. But who called Samuel? Think about it. Mama dressed him. Eli taught him. But who called him? Called him. It was God. God called him. Let's always remember in our discipleship making process. We may have brought them, we may have taught them, but it is God who calls them. It is God who saves them. That's what uh, is the doctrine of salvation, the effectual calling. And after the third time, what did Elijah say? He says, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. How would Samuel have known uh, that unless Eli was able to give him a godly answer? Yes, we showed them, but disciples would come with a few questions. We should be ready to give a reasonable answer. Did Eli say call him later? Did Eli say uh, call Reverend Moses? No, he had an answer. He didn't argue. He gave them an, 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 an answer. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. I'm going to get away from me. Um, you know, um, I'm, I'm busy right now. Or, you know, how, we, we can be rude. You know the saints can be rude. When somebody's asking a serious question, right? We can be rude. Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, it says, let your conversation be always full of grace. Full of grace. Season with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. We shouldn't be all cantankerous and angry all the time, always arguing with people, always into it. First Peter. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared. To, King James says, always be prepared to give a reasonable answer to what you believe. Be prepared to give an answer. Uh, I think NIV says, be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do, he go, he adds this, Peter, he adds, but do this with gentleness and respect. Yeah, we have to, we have to be loving and kind and straightforward. But I say, you should have known that already. How long have you been in church? Your granddaddy was in church. You should know. I don't know. Now what? We can't. We can't blame the people before them. As an educator, we're we're so we so quick to blame the previous grade level. You know, first, you know, ninth grade we will blame middle school. Tenth grade we'll blame the the uh, ninth graders and so on. They are there with you. What are you going to do? They're there with you. We're supposed to uh, be a godly example. We're supposed to live the life and showing them that we're supposed to give them godly and sound answers. Godly examples, godly and sound answers. The thing is, 
The thing is, Eli didn't rush away from him. Didn't say, I'm busy meditating on the Lord. No. The problem was the word was rare. The solution, speak, Lord. He gave a godly example. Got a godly example and a godly answer. This is how we should do this. This is how we make disciples of Jesus Christ. By living the life. We can't be heathens Monday through Saturday and then be holy on Sunday. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't. Be, I don't care what denomination you, you, you affiliate with. What's right is right. What's wrong is wrong. We can't be, you know, acting out and cussing people out, being cantankerous and argumentative, and then expect the youth to act, to be in line. Well, we out of line all the time, right? So, here's my challenge: What do you do when the word is rare? Name some of the recent reconnect verses we discussed. They're, they're in there. You can rewind and listen, play back, like, comment, subscribe, and share. How can we develop disciples for Christ? How can we be better disciples? How can we be better? Right? It's not in there, but you know. But how can we reset and reconnect this week? Right? How can we do that? And I, I'm just thanking you guys uh, really quick for next week. Read Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 through 20 again. But also Acts chapter 2, verse 36 through 46 and Acts 8. But I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for those who are listening, those who are on the screen, that those who are praying with, with us and for us at the ministry. This is New Nashville Tabernacle of Praise. This is an uh, online or outreach ministry focused uh, group. And um, I thank God for you, and I hope all is well. And that if it is not well, we know the Lord will provide. We know that we're having issues and trouble everywhere, but God is still able. God is still kind. And shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that we're we allowed to reset and reconnect to your word and to you. Lord, we thank you for blessing us and keeping us. Bless those who are... Um, in the virtual space, bless them wherever they are, whatever situation they find themselves in. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Talk to you later.